You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm Siobhan Hunt. I hope you're having a lovely afternoon. Women around the world love scrolling through the Instagram feed of blogger and online boutique owner Courtney Adamo. She's an adventurous mother of five who spent the last year traveling around the world with her brood. And I can say brood because there were four and now there are five following the sun from Italy to Uruguay. She's now settled in her new home in Byron Bay. And Courtney, as I've just mentioned, recently welcomed a new baby. And she's launched a book, Nine Months. It's a beautifully illustrated monthly guide to pregnancy aimed at kids from four to seven. Hi, Courtney. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. Firstly, Thanks so much for having me. A pleasure. Most importantly, we should start by saying congratulations on baby Wilkie. Ah, um, oh, thank you. Now he is number five, but yes. you've written a book. Now was was this the inspiration? Was after four children, you felt oh, we never had a really great book to explain what was happening to the kids? Yeah, yeah, that's right. We, um, my my um, business partner Esther and I, uh, both had four kids at the time when uh, we were approached by Rachel Williams um, from Wide-Eyed Editions. And um, she she asked us if, if we could write any nonfiction book, what would we write? And um, we knew immediately because it was a book that in our previous pregnancies we had always wished we had. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so kind of over coffee in a quick conversation she said if you could write any book what would you write about and we knew immediately we'd write about pregnancy and Um, what does that look like for you I mean what were the sort of conversations you wished a book could open up for you and your children yeah I mean for us I'd always wished I had a book that gave children the facts in a straightforward way you know a book that celebrated the really cool facts about pregnancy and just the you know the creation of life and um any books i'd ever found while i was pregnant when i was trying to read to my other children about pregnancy they all use you know silly euphemisms or abstract language or um you know they didn't really celebrate the facts or give it to the children in a straightforward way and um i think that's that's what we wanted to do with this book was just you know give a book that gave kids those answers. Um, you know, I, I'm with my kids, they love watching nature documentaries, you know, the, the David Attenborough ones. And mm-hmm. um, they love the facts of how um, animals reproduce or plants, you know, pollinate. And, um, and I think it's the same. They have that same curiosity when it comes to human reproduction. And we've always found in our family with our kids that they ask those questions in a very straightforward way to us and and why would we shield them from those really interesting facts about human reproduction if we celebrate those um the facts about animal reproduction so um yeah i mean for us it was it it was just about trying to be honest and straightforward with our children what about Um, um the actual birth itself because i i remember with my second child i was really conscious um, of the fact that I couldn't plan when I was going to go into labour and also the yeah. fact that when I'm in labour, I am very vocal and yeah. uh, didn't want to freak her out too much. So 
part of my thinking was, oh my goodness, if I'm due this date, mum and dad, can you take her? Can you? But of course, your family not only did you, do you have four children when you're about to have Wilkie, um, yeah. you're probably far from uh, family that could help in that respect. Um, mm-hmm. Did you actually go about explaining labour and contractions? I mean, was that a concern for you at all? Um, so it's not something we we delve into so much in the book that we've just written. Um, the chapter about birth is quite straightforward, um, but doesn't go into the fact that, you know, it, it can be painful and the mother might make noises. But in terms of my own discussions with my children, it's something I've always um, been very open about. I mean, we just uh, had a home birth with Wilkie. He was born here at home six weeks ago and in front of all four of the other children. Um, and I did have those discussions with the kids before he was born about how it I might make sounds that they've never heard me make before or, um, you know, they might it might scare them to see that I'm experiencing a different type of pain than they've ever seen me um, have before. And, um, and they were all extremely... Um, open to it and comfortable with the idea and um, throughout the birth there was never an uncomfortable um, moment where I felt that they were scared or um, anything like that so I just think in general if you if you speak openly and honestly and in a straightforward way with your kids then they give you that same sort of maturity back Mm, and and, then you just have a conversation yeah, exactly. And it never really needs to be awkward or scary or weird. Um, I know that, that um, when my mom, I remember her giving me the, the talk about sex and I remember how uncomfortable and awkward that was when <laughs> I was young. And I knew I never wanted it to be that way with my own children. I always wanted them to feel, you know, I just never wanted it to have to have an awkward conversation where I felt weird and they felt weird. So, I mean, you've talked uh, about the children watching you give birth. How did it feel for you to have them around you at that moment? Um, They only, we had them, it was very um, rushed and and really, really quick. And and so um, when I went into labor, we we actually put a movie on my laptop for them and they sat in the uh, (laughs) living room, um, which is a rare treat for them. And so they were all very excited. And then I went into the bedroom and um, we called them in right as, um, he was right be, right as he was being born, um, and it was all quite rushed. But they walked in to watch him be born, and wow. um, and so they kind of missed the bit, you know, the, the painful bit. Um, but was it got, what was it like? I mean, a lot of um, mothers do give birth in a hospital with their child, their other children, perhaps mm. with relatives. I mean, what did it feel like for you to have them around you, or? Were you, as I was, was, just really tired? (laughs) It was incredible. I I mean, this is the first time I've had my children witness a birth. It's the first time that any of them have ever experienced childbirth. And it will, this birth will always, for me, the memories will be the strongest of of them and their um, reactions to to what they'd just seen. I mean, my my nearly 12-year-old son was, so moved to tears. He was Aww. crying hysterically um, right after he was born. I mean, it was this, you know, very natural, um, very grown-up um, emotion, and and um, it was really quite moving to watch him. And and then you know, to, he was the eldest, but and I looked over at the youngest, who's four, and her eyes were just enormous. <laughs> she just sat there and she was so quiet and 
So, and, and, but, but never scared. You know, it wasn't like, um, she did, it wasn't scared. She was just so, you know, fascinated. impressed, I think. Fascinated. Yeah. Actually, that's a good um, one to use if they're ever naughty, right? You can say, I did that for you as well. Yeah. What you saw me do, that's what you, I went through for you too. <laughs> You're listening to Kindling Conversation and I'm speaking with Courtney Adamo. She is a blogger. Um, she's on Instagram. She is an online boutique owner, has lots and lots of followers. Courtney, you were on the road for about a year. How does mm. it feel making a home in Byron Bay? Uh, it's, so, it's so lovely. We, we um, spent a month during our travels here in Byron um, a little over a year ago and we just fell in love with the the community here and you know the beauty of the place and um, we're just so we feel so lucky to be here I, I I keep saying it but I pinch myself every day that we get to to live here it's um, it's a really special part of the world and what do you do you miss anything about your travels yeah, I mean, we we um, we love traveling. We we spent actually nearly eighteen months traveling from London and all around the world, and then um, back here to Australia. And um, I, if I mean, I could have done that forever. There was a point where we were in a camper van in New Zealand, and it was pouring rain for ten consecutive days, and um, and you know, it was it was a in, it, it could have been a very low moment, but I still remember thinking, I just love this. I could do this forever. Um, the kids weren't so, going yeah. nuts in the back of the camper I mean, they were going nuts, but it was still such an adventure, and we were seeing and discovering new things every day, and we were just together, and, you know, there wasn't that the pressures of work and school and, and all of that, so it was just about being together. There was nowhere we needed to be. And, um, that sounds lovely. I yeah, love the idea. It really, it really was so lovely. So of course I miss those things about traveling, but it's pretty. It, you can't. It's hard to complain about settling here in Byron Bay. <laughs> um, you just mentioned that um, you didn't have to worry about schooling and and work, but you did still. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, you've got older kids, twelve and and old, around that age. Yeah. Um, yeah. How did that work? The homeschooling on the traveling. How did that work for you? Was it a lot of planning? Yeah, um, it was. I have to say, it was mostly my husband, um, his responsibility to do the homeschooling, and he really took it on as his job um, because he had left his job behind in London, and I continued to to still work while we were traveling. So it became his project, and um, yeah, I mean, it it was extremely challenging at times, and it did take some getting used to, and and um, like you said, it it. I think we naively thought we could just open a book and teach our children what was on the pages of those books, but um, it did require preparation and um, planning lessons in advance and, and really being a bit more organized. Um, and of course it took, you know, it was challenging for a while just trying to get the kids to take it seriously and, you know, to treat their dad as a teacher and mm-hmm. to, you know, all of those Things. And, and for him to teach three different children of different levels and with different learning, um, you know, ways of learning and kind of interests and, and stuff like that. But but on the other hand, saying that, you know, as challenging as it is, it's extremely rewarding to teach your children and to um, see how much they progress and actually soak up what you're teaching them. Do you have any advice for families who 
um, might be considering a gap year or, or parents and, and families listening to this thinking, oh, it sounds brilliant, but I could just mm. never do it. Yeah, I mean, I do think, um, you know, obviously that you have to have some things lined up and, you know, in order to be able to take a year off and, and travel like that. But um, but we, we saw so many families doing it um, in different ways and styles and on different budgets. And um, I think it is completely doable. It's just about wrapping your head around it and, and making sacrifices. You know, we had to sell our home and um, sell a lot of our belongings. And Michael had to quit his job. And we had to take our children out of the school that we really loved and, you know, all of those things. But But in the end, it was just the most wonderful thing we've ever done. It was the best decision we've ever made. And, um, what was it that motivated the decision? Because when you're considering all those things with a, a family, it can be, I mean, it's different. It's one thing to be passionate about traveling when you're 20 and you can just, mm. you know, leave it at the drop of a hat. But when you have a family and as you, you mentioned, the sacrifices you had to make, what was yeah. the inspiration that pushed you through that? I think it was really just wanting to slow down time and soak up our children. I think um, our eldest was about to turn 10 when we made the decision to go and travel. And, and, you know, you can see, you know, that was a decade that flashed before our eyes. And, um, and we just wanted to kind of push pause on things. And here we were living in London. It was extremely busy. Michael and I were both working. We had um, a, you know, nanny watching our children four days a week. Um, we were working really hard to afford the life we were living in London, and uh, and I think at at some point we it, that that just wasn't it just didn't make us happy anymore. You know, I wanted. I remember there was a moment, a very specific moment in the car where my um, six-year-old daughter was talking to me and she was just telling me something, and I just kept saying, "Uh huh, uh huh," and I actually wasn't listening to her, and I I was sort of trying to speed her up and of course we still we all do that as parents but I just didn't I was just so preoccupied and so busy and I wasn't actually paying attention to her and I I just had this kind of I don't want to be that type of parent I want to be the one who really listens when my children talk to me and even when they don't make sense, because that's the yeah. other thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, as parents, life goes so quickly. They're they're so young for, you know, their childhood is just really quick. And so this, the motivation behind this gap year was obviously to travel and to explore the world and um, see different places. But it was really mostly just to spend a year with our children. Now, um, you have a very successful online business, Baby mm. Chino Kids. You've got a yeah. blog, a really yeah. huge Instagram following, um, of course, yeah. the new book and five children. Um, mm-hmm. how, how do you keep sane? Um, <laughs> I'm not always sane. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I kind of do each thing um, one at a time. Um, I've learned that, you know, when I'm working, I need to work and I shouldn't try to also make dinner or talk to the kids or when I'm and when I'm in mom mode, when I'm, you know, being with my kids and I my phone is switched off, my computer's away. Um, I've I've kind of mastered that doing thing, you know, individual things. Um, and that keeps me a bit more sane. Um, and. I, you know, I have a really wonderful husband who's extremely helpful and, um, and 
yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we, all, we all have these same challenges. I mean, it's never, it's mm. always a juggling act. You know, it, it never really feels um, like we have the, a perfect balance. Um, mm. But we're always striving for it. And, and um, I think, it, you know, and it's also about making priorities too and learning in yourself what's the most important thing for you and all of that. Well, Courtney, it's been fascinating. Thank you so much for spending the time to talk with us today. Thank you so much for your interest and for the chat. No problem. That's uh, Courtney Adamo. She is the co-founder of online shopping portal Baby Chino Kids and is the author of Nine Months, a month-by-month guide to pregnancy for the family to share. You can read more about her family her family gap year at somewhereslower.com and we'll pop all those links up on our website. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.